Welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hello. And Mama Kay. Hi everybody. And you guys can hear we got that new, that nice new theme song going right now. Uh, but uh, we, we thought that would be a good episode to debut it, would be uh, this stylish movie. We got a stylish new song, we got a stylish new movie. It is Spider-Man right. Into the Spider-Verse, came out in 20... 2018 end of 2018 so a year and change ago uh i saw this when it originally came out in theaters did either of you see it before we decided to make it make it our episode this week nope i did actually i saw it in 3d i think or whatever what is that imax yeah there's imax 3d xd some other ones I, that's a lot. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know it was in the IMAX theater. I'm pretty sure it was in 3D. So IMAX and 3D yeah. very different. IMAX is the big screen. 3D is with glasses. But you oh, can do IMAX, IMAX 3D. doesn't wear glasses. Not necessarily. Not you always. can do IMAX non 3D. Yeah. It was definitely IMAX 3D. Yeah. But you can also do IMAX was... 3D, where it's in the IMAX theater and then has the 3D glasses. Uh, this is a very stylized animated <laughs> film. Uh, it is one of many Spider-Man films. There are, even in just the past 20 years, I believe this is like the eighth Spider-Man film or something like that. Hmm. So there's there's the Tobey Maguire trilogy, the early 2000s ones. There's the Andrew Garfield duology uh, that came out in the 2010 to 2015 range. Uh, then there's the MCU Peter Parker uh, Spider-Man movies. There's two of those with Tom Holland. And then there is this one, Spider-Verse, which is the only animated major one. Uh, I mean, there's obviously TV shows and, and whatnot. Uh, but uh, this is not uh, directly currently connected to any of those other universes. Uh Spider-Man is one of the few superheroes, one, one, first of all, one of the most popular, and second, one of the few yeah. where pretty much all the movies, though made by different companies at different times with different people, pretty well received across the board. I think I looked up the other today, only one of all those Spider-Man movies was not fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and the majority were in the, the 90% range. Uh, so it it's a well-received Spider-Man. Which one's a bad one? Tobey Maguire? Toby Mc- no, Tobey Maguire, all three of his are, are, are fresh. The second the Andrew first, Garfield. The second Andrew Garfield one is not well received. Uh, the rest, though, yeah. are, you know, 60-something or higher. And uh, both the Tom Holland ones, the first two Tobey Maguire ones, and this one are all above 90%. This is the highest. This is the highest on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score, you, uh, uh, critic score, highest on um, IMDb and Metacritic. This is universally acclaimed as the best one. So... Uh, we'll we'll let you know that. if we if we agree or not. Uh, but Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse follows teen Miles Morales, who becomes Spider-Man of his reality, crossing his path with five counterparts from other dimensions to stop a threat for all realities. There you go, nice and simple. Uh, a lot of go- lot going on in this uh, under two hour kids animated movie. Kids, I mean loosely, I guess. Really, everyone watches these now, so it's really just yeah. I don't know. This is a kids movie. I mean, kids it's- can watch it, but. It's yeah. PG and it's animated, so you know that traditionally that's kids. But nowadays you know, that doesn't even doesn't even matter anymore. So if you have not seen Spider Man into the Spider Verse, uh, you uh, I can't imagine anyone hasn't seen it who's like a super into the superhero stuff. So, but if you haven't, it's yeah. on Netflix uh, for now. So go check it out before we spoil it here now. 
We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, we start with one of many montages of the in-universe Peter Parker talking about his life as Spider-Man. Uh, does a lot of uh, references to the other Spider-Mans I just talked about, The most notably the uh, the dancing scene from, uh, I think it was Spider-Man 2, of uh, the second Tobey Maguire one, where he's inexplicably dancing down the street and giving finger guns. Uh, we push past that. We get to teenager Miles <laughs> Morales. Uh, he is going to a new fancy school, one of those lottery schools uh, that a lot of cities have. His father, Jefferson Davis, is a cop, doesn't like Spider-Man, thinks he's, you know, he, he doesn't agree with his methods. The classic cop thing. Uh, he's got an uncle, uh, Aaron, who lives in the apartment. Uh, he hangs out with him all the time. They do hood rat shit. They, they like to spray paint. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the the dad does not like the, the dad and the the uncle do not they're estranged they don't talk to each other one they're on opposite sides of the law uh, in more ways than one as we find out later, um, but yeah. you know that's the that's the core family uh, we have uh, the meanwhile Spider Man is fighting off Kingpin who is our big bad as well as several other uh, side villains including Green Goblin Prowler and some others that come up later uh, Kingpin is building a super collider which is going to uh, well, we learn why he's building it, but it could destroy all realities in the universe, so it's a very big, bad weapon. Uh, but he's using it for his other purposes, which we find out later. Uh, Spider-Man's got to stop him, uh, but uh, while he's in the middle of this fight here, we cut back to uh, Miles and uh, Aaron, uh, his uncle, while they're spray painting in the sewer somewhere, Aaron's sewer hideout. Um, they, they, uh, or not they, Miles gets bit by the classic radioactive spider that all the spider people get bit by, uh, and, uh, he starts having spider powers. Uh, he accidentally gets his hand stuck to another new girl at the school, Gwen Stacy, who we don't find out her name is Gwen Stacy because she gives some weird fake name for Wanda. Wanda. Something like that. Wanda. Yeah. Wanda. There's a whole Wanda. thing behind all that. Uh, and uh, yeah, he starts to learn he's got spider powers and uh, the whole thing, you know, the whole thing comes to a head when the in-universe Peter Parker Spider-Man is killed in the fight with Kingpin. Uh, and another Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker, suddenly appears from some other reality. He is a down-on-his-luck Spider-Man. Uh, he's not doing well. Uh, <laughs> but he has to team up with uh, with Miles to stop the Super Collider and get him home. And uh, as we learned, many other Spider-People as well. So that's the broadest strokes I can give before we go and start talking about it. Um, Mama mm. K, what do you think of the plot of Spider-Man Spider-Verse? Oh, I was hoping to go second. Um, so the plot, <laughs> this is too much of a burden to put on Jess off the top. I will. I, <laughs> um, I mean, I like the plot of this movie. There, there's things that I like a lot more than the plot of this movie, but I do like it. I, I do get a little confused. This was my second or third viewing. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it in between the original viewing, and I just recently. Uh, saw it for the podcast for the podcast um so i get a little bit wonky on 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 a couple of like time shifty kind of things in it and that kind of puts me off of the plot a little bit but i like this plot of pulling a a a different kind of spider-man into the hero world and um that might be the the best part about it for me otherwise it's sort of a kind of a straight forward you know comic book kind of plot or superhero movie kind of plot 
Um, right, superheroes stop supervillains from ending the world. If if you if, in yeah, in the pretty, broadest stroke. Yeah, and and that's and that's what it is. But it is, I mean, it's cleverly done. I think the writing is good, and that helps the that helps uh, move the plot along. And I will get into the other pieces later. But I I think that this might be you know the lowest part for me um i'm going to give the plot a, plot a three what do you think jess uh this is hard because i know it's a good movie and it looks like a good movie but Uh-oh. i'm just not the person i'm not the person to rate <laughs> this kind of movie <laughs> so that's the disconnect like it looks good it seems good like it feels good but to me it's just not there <laughs> um I watched this yesterday and I can't even like piece together what this was even about. It I felt like I watched it like a month ago. Um, really? And I, I That's, think the biggest huh. and the biggest disconnect for me, I think, is the animation style. I think it's totally cool, totally unique. It had a lot of talent in it, and the picture was great. But I think I'm just super, super old-fashioned when it comes to cartoons, and I, I, I don't know. I just can't engage in anything that's new and creative and fun. Just give me something boring. <laughs> I prefer that um, over you do this. You better in the Spider Ham universe. The, uh, the Porky one. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Ham. Okay. <laughs> Porky yeah. Parker. Uh, Porky Peter Porky. I'm okay. not sure. Peter Porker. <laughs> Peter Porker. Peter okay, Piper there we picked go. a feck of. Yes. I don't know. Peter Porkers. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was a blur, but. <laughs> oh my God. What do you do? You have to have something for this. Come on. <laughs> I know. Uh. I mean, I, I like the. I'll get more into. I'll get more in depth with it with each section. That's fine. The, the the plot I agree is the is the weakest part. I guess no matter how you feel about it, the plot is not as interesting because the visual and sound choices are, are very bold and and the the big distinct thing in the movie. There's a shit ton of characters that I think are pretty great, uh, pretty pretty much across the board. And uh, you know, there's resonance and feel stuff we can talk about later. But the plot is. I mean, the plot is good for me because everyone has something to do. I don't feel like anyone's really wasted. Uh, I mean, there's a couple characters that get pushed to the side because we have like 20 characters, but um, it's 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 really good at using everyone and making everyone useful and have a purpose. Um, and I think that if you know, it's classic. You have to stop the big super super weapon but all the villains there's like five villains how do you make all the villains have to do something this movie does a good job at making them all integral to the 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 thing um and then the same thing yeah. for all of our heroes they all have their own d- and different motivations for for stopping the big thing at the end and they have all their own individual arcs um mostly so i i think the plot is the weakest part of this but because everything else is so strong it gives everything some all the all the visuals have things to explain and all the characters have something to do that's that's pretty good so i'm gonna give the plot a three five recognizing that it's it's the lowest part of this because we are going to get into the characters now let's do some characters so we got miles morales is our is our um, teenage protagonist he is the newest spider-man uh we've got peter b parker this is the one who comes from the other universe the adult down in his luck peter parker spider-man uh voiced by jake johnson uh chris pine was the old spider-man who died the original like like classic Peter Parker Spider-Man. Uh, Haley Steinfeld is Gwen Stacy, who is the Spider-Woman in this. Uh, Marshala Ali uh, is the Prowler, also uh, Uncle Aaron. So, you know, we're in spoilers. You, get, you have to know these things. Spoiler. 
yeah. Jefferson Davis, played by Brian Tyree Henry, is the father. Lily Tomlin is Aunt May. Uh, and then who else do we have here? There's a bunch of uh, Luna, Luna Loren Velez, Rio That's Morales. The That's the mom. And don't get a whole yeah. lot of her. Zoe Kravitz, Mary Jane Watson, not as much from her. Uh, and then we got our side three uh, uh, spider things not even people because uh, we have john mulaney voicing peter porker spider ham we've got <laughs> kimco glenn uh voicing penny parker uh sp doctor which is the uh japanimation spider-man uh and then we have nicholas cage my boy playing peter parker noir spider-man noir uh nicholas th- cage was in this nicholas cage is the black and white spider yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hear his voice. Yeah. I could only hear his voice. It's fantastic. Uh, other vil- villains <laughs> we have not Spider-Man. mentioned. Uh, Catherine Hahn is Olivia Octavius, Doctor Octopus, female version. Pretty sweet. I like her. And Liev yeah. Schreiber is Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin. Lots more characters. Can't name them all because we've done too many already. Uh, Jess, it's back to you. <laughs> what do you think of the characters? <laughs> okay, so the characters I think are the best part. There are many of them, so I'm just gonna stick to the. The good ones, the, my favorite ones, the ones I remember. Um, okay. The main character, little kid Spider-Man, well, I guess high schooler Spider-Man, love him. I When I first uh, turned on this movie, I didn't know it was going to be like this. I just thought it was going to be like regular Tobey Maguire, white kid Spider-Man, but I love how diverse <laughs> it is. And he's just this kid in Brooklyn going to school with like normal friend problems, normal family problems. Um I, it was just so fun. I like that twist they put to it. He, so he was great. I didn't really mm-hmm. like the girl that he liked, uh, Wanda or whatever. And G- Gwen, I thought, yeah, Wanda. I know. I Gwanda, thought she was yes. going to be Mary Jane. Um, I had no idea that he had his own girlfriend separate from OG Spider-Man, who actually is in another universe or whatever it is. Um, regardless, I can see how this could him. be confusing to a non-comic book fan, but uh, yes, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, and I love, love, love OG Spider-Man, Peter Parker. I, he, I don't know, his verbiage is so funny, and he just seems like your typical, like, washed-up guy who had it great when he was young, and now he's in his 40s, he let himself go. Um, <laughs> but he still does a, a good job being a mentor to Spider-Man. One thing I wish they did is the entire movie, I feel like it was like the little Spider-Man, he didn't know what he was doing. He never got trained. He just had these powers and he just kept messing up just because he never practiced, but he still never practiced. Like, well, I was I was looking for like OG Spider-Man helping him out and like having this bonding moment and that never happened. Well, they get they get the forced fight so- against the uh, Dr. Octopus is kind of a f- feet to the fire like he's kind of learning on the way he's not really we're not we're not doing a a training montage per se yeah i guess i was looking for a real connection between they have a connection but i think i was looking for something more between them but um and no that wasn't there okay the other superheroes the anime girl i I guess i don't really have much to say about them the anime girl uh porky the pig which was completely random I'll explain all this like, when I get to mine. What was he doing there? Like I was, I was waiting for bugs to come. Like I'd rather bugs come than Porky. 
<laughs> so before I guess before you keep going, uh, so Miles Morales, the main Spider-Man, is this there, as with many comics, there's a bunch of different versions. And other than Peter Parker, which is the most famous Spider-Man, Miles Morales is probably the second most famous Spider-Man. Uh, so it's a completely separate Spider-Man, a completely different universe. Who also has villains who are completely different, like versions of themselves. Uh, and Gwen Stacy probably the most famous female spider woman uh so that's why it's her and not mary jane who is more traditional mary jane role in this uh and then uh the your other three random spider people spider ham was a comic and he was a pig and it was a little bit more uh, comedic and there is spider-man noir where he punched nazis and there is an anime spider-man that takes place in the distant future with the little girl and the robot i mean these are all these are all based on existing comics and i think they chose some of the the more fun outlandish ones plus the popular ones so they had to have they had to have peter parker miles morales gwen stacy there's the those are the popular ones and then let's throw some zany ones in there too and there's even more if you stay for the ending credits there's another spider-man so um (laughs) spider-man actually lends itself pretty well to having a Spider-Verse movie, so I think that's another reason this works, but I just wanted to clarify for that for you and anyone else who was questioning why there are so many Spider-People slash things. Well, clearly not familiar with the comics. (laughs) All I know is Spider-Man, Mary Jane, and Aunt May. That's usually all I remember. Um, Right, I think that's what the the casual viewer of any Spider-Man movie would probably know, so I think think you're in the majority there, Jess. Yeah, the universe thing and the complexes of each of them and the different years that they are in definitely i felt like i was doing math and all of a sudden now i'm doing like advanced algebra i'm like what what is all this going on i thought i knew i thought i knew it and they, <laughs> i'm in this class i don't belong in <laughs> but okay. you would have done better in the other way to say it i say you would have done better in the other seven spider-man movies where it's just the one guy and there's one villain and it's always peter parker and there's mary jane and that's it <laughs> yeah i watched the one with tom holland right i think I don't yeah. know. Which one did you watch? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I, I watched that in a hotel somewhere, and I thought that was fun. This was a little bit more complicated. So I'm <laughs> going to give it to you, Mom McKay. <laughs> Do you have a grade for the characters before I let you off the hook? Oh, no, I'll give it a four. I like the characters. All right, what do you think, Mom McKay? Yeah, I'm also going to give the characters a four. I mean, I think this was uh there was a lot in here that was for not the casual viewer so when if you are like jess or even like myself i'm not a a huge i don't know a whole lot about spider-man's world besides um what i know from previous movies it's it's a lot and and there's kind of it does feel random to have all of these spider people um coming out and why are they all so vastly different you know like I, I didn't really I didn't get that either. I was I was really thrown off by Spider Pig. The only Spider Pig I know is from The Simpsons. Um mm. so that was like I, I when I first saw this I'm like is that what we're referring to here? I don't really understand. Um then and also the anime spider person I didn't I was like this is all really very vast and weird. Um having said that, I really I really actually liked that part uh, i liked the anime one the spider pig one was just too much for me it was i didn't i didn't get that at all um it was like a weird throwback to a cartoon that like jess was saying like a bugs bunny type type situation but it just feels felt very weird he to does me. at one point say um, that's all folks and then they question whether he could legally say that since this is not a warner brothers property well, that's great to know <laughs> he says that when he's jumping into the into the portal uh, and he's like uh, that's, yes that's all, that's all folks yeah, that's good. yeah. okay whatever yeah 
Yeah. But, and there is, there are a lot of characters in this movie and, um, and there are villains that I'm familiar with in a different way. The, the Doc Ock, I really like the twist on that. Um, I like Catherine Hahn as, as I think she does a really good job as a, a villain, but not a super creepy, super duper weird villain. She, I like her character before she's the Doc Ock. And then as, as Doc Ock, Octavia, she was Octavius, Octavia something or another. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, I like, I like that. I really, really, really like Miles Morales. I like that character. I like that the theme of this movie is sort of, Spider-Man is anyone, anyone is, anyone can do this. Um, it's not true that anyone can do this, but it's, it's empowering to a lot of people who hadn't seen other kind of superheroes before, you know, outside of recently in the Marvel universe with Black Panther, um, there's just not representation. And even having Gwen Stacy's character, I would like to see a lot more of Spider-Girl, Spider-Woman, um, whatever she's referred to. I the the big main villain, the big dude, Kingpin. he reminds me of every yeah, he's every villain ever. Um and he even looked like every villain ever. What? Why are they always so gigantic and black and have little small white heads in the middle? <laughs> what like, can you please can you the, I think he is one of the most unique character designs that gets across his character so well. Can you please explain to me what you mean by this? Cuz I don't I think he Isn't there somebody in like the Minions or something like yes, that. Watch that I think crap. So. Like this guy. I don't watch the minions. What are you talking about? Look at the minions. I don't watch him either. But I was like, this guy looks so familiar. And then that's what. Yeah. That's are you talking about the main of? guy who's just he's in black and he has a head. Like it doesn't. He doesn't look like this at all. Well, that's what this guy. That's what this guy is too. He's in black and has giant head. It's, he's a giant square body. A giant body. He's the size of like a building with a tiny little head in the middle of his body, but he's still that, a human. It's so. Jess, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You know no, and I'm talking about Groove from Despicable Me, but that's not that's not the same at all. He looks like a regular Despicable person. Despicable Me, maybe that's it. That's minions. No, I don't know. He looks like a regular. Per- this character <laughs> looks so much different than any other character ever. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, you you were objectively wrong. It's a giant square with he's he's so huge, but he's just a regular person. He doesn't have these powers. Objectively wrong. Objectively wrong. They they are kind of similar, and I knew I was. I saw this guy somewhere else. Just because it's a white guy wearing black does not make them the same or even similar. But he's no. Just proportionally referring to this. Yeah, we're referring to the same person, and we thought of the same character when we saw this. So, so. Unbelievably there's a wrong. legitimate no. reasoning behind. I'm putting up a picture, and I'll let people yeah. vote and be like, "Does this look similar to you?" <laughs> this does because it does not. Okay, well, we you know we can leave this behind if you'd like, and you just go on. I was gonna to praise the... all of that in mind, but whatever, it's fine. I did like when uh, they did have like the anime character. When you're looking at her, she looks like she's in an anime. Like everybody who is different than what they're supposed to be, they're like from a different universe or whatever. They, you can tell that they're from a different universe. Um, I really also like down on his luck, older Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which I always think of as sort of where Ben Affleck just sort of lives, um, even though it's not him in the movie. That's just how I feel. The way back. Um, He's on, his, on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh really? This, yeah, we knew this was what was going to happen. So I, so I, those are, those were my favorite characters. Um, Aunt May, you know, I really like the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man's Aunt May. 
the current Marvel version. But um, yeah, the characters are great, and I I really enjoyed you know this sort of weird spin on it. Yeah, so start starting from the top with Miles Morales. I think he is my favorite lead Spider-Man. I think I like him better than the three other Peter Parkers from the 21st century. I'm sure there's more that goes back on the TV shows and stuff. But for the for this last 20 years, it's crazy. There's been this many different Spider-Man things. But I think Miles Morales is my favorite. Yeah, um, he's a really really likable character. I like his arc and changes in the movie and his learning of the powers and his struggle with his dad and his uncle and. And with his idol, and there's just a lot of good stuff in here. And um, he's he's really de- de- he's got depth, and he's really rootable, um, while also being a very flawed character because he's not very good at a lot of things uh, at first. Um, he gets better. Arc. Uh, Peter B. Parker, Schlub Parker, Schlubby Spider Man. Very good, very fun. <laughs> uh, I'm reading this here. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris M- Miller were part of the directing writing team behind this. Those are the Lego movie 21 jump street guys. You can probably tell that style of humor. And they envisioned, uh, they envisioned this, uh, Peter Parker as the karate kids, Mr. Miyagi. If Mr. Miyagi didn't know anything at all, uh, which I love, I love that, uh, that definition. Uh, he's, you know, as just said, he's like trying to be a mentor, trying to be a thing and partner or whatever. Um, but he doesn't really teach him very well. He just, he's kind of just bumbling around in the end. He does, he does give him some good lessons. Lessons, but uh, he, he's uh, he's a flawed trainer. That's another good thing about these characters. Yeah, flaws are mostly across the board. What was that? Okay, the flaws are good for him too because a lot of times when you have a, this kind of a character that's sort of ne'er do well, down on his luck, used to be a real good guy kind of thing, it goes way overboard in their you know in in their melancholy and their you know their bummerness. But this one does. I don't feel like this one does. I feel like it. He's sort of just he he's he sort of accepted what has happened and he really does want the best for miles. He doesn't want miles to live his former life. He wants to him to live his own life. Yeah, he's... And sometimes the, those kind of characters don't, that doesn't come across as well. No, I agree with that. That's, he's a, he's a good flawed mentor and, uh, and yeah, he yeah. like flawed without being so like, oh, what was me? I lost, I lost my girlfriend, and my whole life is falling apart. But he, he's still the Peter Parker from you know traditional comics and other portrayals. He's he's quippy and jokey, but also and peppy. But he's got a, a big heart, uh, even when he's down in his luck. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Sp- Spider Gwen, by the way, is what she's called a lot of times in the comics. Spider Gwen. Uh, I guess I'm the only one who oh, really likes okay. her. Uh, I think she's she's really good. Uh, I like her. Uh, okay, I, sorry, I didn't really talk about I her do. too much. I like her a lot. Um, I like her her capableness. She's really half a big part. She is. Yeah, I don't think they gave her a lot to do either. Oh, I like her midpoint reveal. I mean, I know it's her going in, but like, I I like the midpoint reveal and the you get another. Let's uh, let me back up one more time. That's another thing. A lot of montages in this movie, and you guys know I love montages. I love them, and there's like seven <laughs> or eight montages in this movie, and I'm um, I just love quick information with some music and. Th- 30 seconds and all this development. I just think it's really efficient movies, but uh, I, I like her. Um, you know, I like all of our side spider things. Nicholas Cage is one of my favorites ever for everything. So I, all his, him being <laughs> unable to figure out how to do a Rubik's cube because he can only see things in black and white is freaking <laughs> awesome. I love that Peter Porker, uh, one of his things that they're like, can you do this? Can you do this? He's like, can you float through the air when a pie is nearby to be attracted by the smell? Like, I like, <laughs> I like how, how, how old school cartoony is. He uses mallets and anvils as weapons. 
Uh, I lo- and I like I'm a, I'm a anime fan, so I like having an anime uh, uh, Penny Parker in here. So all the heroes work for me. I like Aunt May's Alfred. All of a sudden, fine, you know, push past that. Uh, and then for the villains, That's true. Yeah. I think Kingpin is awesome. Kingpin's got a great character design, very unique, unlike any other cheap, despicable me thing you could think of. Not like that at all. Not even close. And I'll move on to a new topics. Since yeah. you guys are just going to be wrong on this one. That's fine. Um, and then for other villains, I, I really, I, you know, I, I like the twist on Dr. Octopus. I don't remember her ever being a woman in the comics. She probably was at some point because everyone's everything. Uh, and then, you know, you got the henchmen guys like Green Goblin, who has been like a major villain before, but they made him kind of just a monster in this one. Um, and uh, those other two guys, I don't even remember their names. Scorpion and... Uh, gray looking guy i don't know um i i like of, of our main villains i like i like uh, kingpin's motivation he's got his, his family he's willing to destroy the universe possibly just to try to get his family back very very uh, uh, uh compassionate towards him and his plight uh and then dr octopus not sympathetic but just fun because she wants to you know she's the ceo of the of the big uh, scientific firm and uh, she just wants to do science craziness because she's a mad scientist. Um, so I like uh, I like everyone here. I, I, just, I think the characters are really good. Um, I guess I didn't talk about Prowler at all. I, I like him as a person. I don't. I think his character is a little shoehorned in the whole thing, making him uh, the uncle. And I mean, there's emotional pull, but I don't know if it works with the plot as well. Um, having said all that, I think the characters are like a four or five. It's very strong for me. Uh, the characters. I do like. I like the Prowler part actually. I mean, we can. I. I really like. I like that. That's in there, and because of how it plays off of, you know, the dad doesn't really think that Spider-Man is is good for 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 the community, and then you have you know this other character, who, and then they wind up being you know like two sides of the of one coin is kind of what it feels like to me, and I kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I like I like it too, and I wish. Um... I wish there was more of a reason for him to be the bad guy other than he just went on a dark path and, like, he needed money or whatever. Like, when it's revealed to be him, I wish there was more of a setup as to why he would become Prowler or why he was so obviously Prowler cleaning. I wish there were more clues, I guess. Um, but more clues or like more of a background between the relationship between the two brothers. Yeah, like, I mean, I understood the brothers had the bad re- had the bad relationship. But I understood the yeah. one, the son, like the the delinquent f- uncle more than his than his straight nose cop, especially you know the, the whole school thing. Yeah, yeah, I understood the relationship. I just wish there was more reason for him to specifically be Prowler other than economy of characters. Like we can't have another character who's not, who's not already a character in this. And we, you know, I, the twist is good. And I like the, the way the, the, and then when, yeah. you know, Prowler gets killed, it's another reason for, for uh, the dad to hate Spider-Man. Cause he thinks Spider-Man did it. So it's, it's, it works in that way. Right. It's just, uh, I wish the setup for him being Prowler made more sense to me other than just like, yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah, he became I, a bad I get guy. It. But that's a, that is a big yeah. nitpick and an otherwise very strong sea of characters. Uh, the visual and sound. Let's talk about this. This is the big draw mm. of this movie. I've never seen a movie like this. I've seen a couple things since that are similar in style, uh, but still not very common. It's comic book come to life. I uh, can't really describe it any other way down to the little black point dots uh but okay the visual and sound this is where this movie takes off i mean i remember when i saw it in theaters that i was just like wow i have never seen anything like this before this is some sort of gold standard right here it's very different than anything else um it's in a comic book style shot visually like a film it's crazy um and it and it goes and what I was saying before about the, like the anime character and the the 
you know, early Looney Tunes character and the noir character, those people, those characters were all in their own realm and they, and it looked exactly like it should look if you were watching an anime movie, if you were watching, you know, an old school comic, uh, old school cartoon. Uh, it was just really good. And every action sequence was exactly what I wanted it to be. My, my eyes were, it was like, it was a visual smorgasbord of just delight for me to watch. Um, and somebody who's a comic book person, I think must've just been like squealing in their seats because it really was just a comic book come to life, um, on, on the screen. Uh, the score was great behind it. Yeah. I thought the score behind it was really good. Uh, the kind it's the kind of music that really, you know, it's, it's that sort of, it's that urban hip hop, exactly what Miles Morales would be listening to and sort of jamming to in his real life beat. Um, and then the richness of all of the activity that's going on in the city. And then once you get into like the really weird inception kind of when the universes are colliding and crashing and breaking up and splitting off and coming back together, uh, it's just, a, it's, it's an aural and visual delight. I loved it. It's a, it's a hundred percent five for me. What do you think, Jess? I feel like I have to give it a five, despite it not being my taste. Just because I know it's not for me. It's kind of like a, a food that you know it's really good, but you just don't like it. But you know it has that quality. And it's caviar. To it. Yeah, like I know this is. It spent so much time. Whoever made this made it. Um, it's so unique. It's so different. It, like I said, it's a comic book that came to life, and it, I was gonna say, like, it does have those little dots, like, and the background of things and it took me probably around like 20 minutes or 30 minutes to actually get used to how all the characters were moving because it, it's not like swift it's kind of clunky um yeah and it was just yeah i agree yeah and it, it took me a minute to be able to adjust to it and, and to follow to it um and i really do wish that whatever blockage i have that doesn't let me really fully immerse in this would go away because I think I'd really enjoy it. Um, I liked how some scenes were just pure color. Like I would look up and they would be fighting somewhere yeah. doing something. I don't know what, but then everything would just be all pink. And I'm just like, what? Like, and I don't know. It, it's just like, it was so beautiful and well put together. Um, so I, I cannot give it a five despite it not being my, kind of cartoon a good way to put it even though uh yeah it's not your your, your style it's uh well, you recognize the the greatness of it yeah it so is nice. it's yeah so it's like what i always look for in things is uniqueness something different whether it be unique characters or plot or or, or visual style which is that's what this is and then for not just to be unique but like yeah it's so it works so well it's for for me anyway and for i guess a good amount of people it's it's just like it's so like immersive like when you're in the theater like you really are like you are in there it's actually the second watch where i started to pick up more character stuff and plot stuff because in the first time i'm just like just like just like especially that ending fight in the in the quantum whatever thing and it's the all the all the shit's flying around like you can't even like it's like overwhelming stimuli yeah. um and then soundtrack we haven't we haven't uh we have i don't know if we've talked too much about it but soundtrack's 
amazing. Soundtrack's so good in this. I'm really yeah. kind of... I looked back to see what this won at Oscars because I knew it won Best Animated Film, deservedly so, across the board. Um, but, like, no soundtrack or song things in here. Like, the soundtrack is really good. The sound effects are really good. It, it, like, the design, everything. I'm surprised it didn't get some... Not, I know it's uncommon for an animated film to get nods and mixing and editing and all those, but... It, yeah. It, well, no one was ready to nominate Post Malone. That's what the bottom I'd line probably is. Probably contributed, I suppose. But I don't know. It, <laughs> gotta, gotta separate the artist from the, the the human. This is a very, very well, uh, uh, well done movie across the board of visual sound. This is a movie made for a solid synco across the board of what do we call that? A fiesta here uh, for visual and sound. <laughs> it is. It is. Undeni- it is an undeniably. Uh, bold, striking, wonderful visual fiesta. and sound experience. So the end of this movie, uh, uh, we, originally the Spider-Men, women, and pigs are orig- are going to go and uh, uh, get the, the whatever device. They, they're going to go stop Kingpin themselves and get back to their own reality. And, uh, and uh, schlubby Spider-Man is going to sacrifice himself because he's becoming unstable being in the wrong dimension. They have to leave uh, Miles behind because he's not ready. You never know when you're going to be ready. He does that leap off the building, the leap of faith to prove to himself that he can do it. Uh, and then he, you know, he gains the confidence. He gets more comfortable with his powers. And, uh, you know, there's the big giant fight at the end with all the spider things fighting all the bad guy things. And, you know, uh, and uh, they, they are just about to win. All of the spider people go back to their realities. Uh, and in even even schlubby uh, uh, Spider-Man, who's going to stay behind to sacrifice himself, Miles knocks him down uh, and, and does the thing. A whole, yeah. like, you have to, if you're going to, what did he say earlier? He's like, if you're going to uh, do this, you have to get past me like right now. And like, he couldn't, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it back in the, in the little dorm room. But now he's proven that he can, he can handle himself. Uh, schlubby Spider-Man trusts him, falls into his own reality. And so we get final fight, uh, miles versus Kingpin. Kingpin's got him down, but then he sees his dad across the way yelling for him to get up. Uh, it's nice to see the dad come around. Come on, Spider-Man. Like he's had this whole contentious relationship with Spider-Man this whole time. He, he comes around on him. Uh, he uses his, like, it's like a energy lightning powers. All the spider people have different powers. So that's like one of his things, I guess. And, and along with invisibility, which we didn't talk a whole lot about, but he's got the lightning power. He takes out the whole machine with that little button on the top. Whole thing explodes. Uh, he hugs his dad as Spider-Man. Uh, so, uh, and then he puts on a fake voice. like, oh, looking forward to working with you. And he's like, I don't agree with your methods, but uh, you get your results <laughs> or, you know, that classic little exchange. I like that. It's cute. And then uh, the, his going away calling card, not calling card. Well, kind of friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is pinned to the chest of Kingpin, who is webbed up in the rubble of the uh of the gala and uh and machine uh, i wonder if everyone got another gala okay that's uh, a lot of destruction there but you can wonder that in all these movies uh and then we get uh we get yeah. miles final little his little scene that everyone else got everyone else got their little backstory set up to get to them where they are he gets his uh he's been the, the only spider-man in his universe for two days or whatever he says uh, and it ends with him kind of listening to his music on the bed. We get like a little thing that maybe uh, Spider Gwen can communicate with him. A little tease for a future Spider Verse movie, perhaps. Yeah. And that is how we end this chapter of Spider Verse. Uh, the resonance and feel. Um, it's Mama K's turn. What do you think of that? I just think it it leaves you with I don't know, just such a kind of happy, joyous, you know, excited feeling that you can't you know you can't not feel that like when when you were saying let's do this movie i was like I, there wasn't 
one bit of me that was like, oh, I, you know, it's it's a couple of years old. It's been a while since I've seen it. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And I don't think I suggested this. I think actually, Jess, you just... might have said you wanted to see this because you were interested in the hype. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. Oh, well, but I mean, when it came to me, it came from you, I think. But that's, yeah, that this is what we sure. were going to do. Sure, the central contact. Um, but I was ready. To, I you, yeah, I was ready to jump on board. So, um, this there was no hesitation just because I was like, you know what, this was a really cool ride the first time, and I bet no matter what, it's going to be a really cool ride the second time, and it really was. Um, it just it just has it's such a feel good. It's not a, you know, it's not in the vein of the DC Batman Dark Universe, <laughs> which can leave you feeling kind of gross and yucky. Um, and it's not in the Marvel universe where everything can, you know, everything pretty much until the last movie, you know, is going to turn out okay for everybody. Um, this is just, you know, this is, like I said before, this is just really nice to see. And it's not just about representation. It's about just just having that really feel goodness about it um, that comes across in this movie. Um, it's for me, resonance and feel is a five. What do you think, Jess? I think I'm going to give it a 2-5. Clearly, this is not my kind of movie. I saw it yesterday, and I I can't... I don't have any resonance with anything. But I think I like the characters enough where I would give it a second shot. I think I do want to try again, and I think it'll be better the second time. Now that I kind of know the characters a little bit, understand what Brennan explained earlier, and I'm iconic got you to the animation style, I think it'll be an easier run the second time and I'll be more engaged and I like it just because the characters are that good. I really liked Miles and um, OG Spider-Man that I think it'll be a better experience for me. The first one was just too much at once and I probably couldn't just take it in enough. So, not the movie for me, but I would try again. That's a that's a good way to put it. It is overwhelming, especially if you are not... I mean, you are, you don't watch any of the superhero movies, really. Like, you've seen a couple, right? Like, they're, yeah. they're not, in general, what you watch. So, if you're not at all familiar with, with you know, anything superhero, especially Spider-Man specific, yeah, it's, I can see how not that, combined with the visuals and the overwhelming number of characters and story going on, it would be overwhelming. But, um, yeah, I, I, so this is my, I think, second time fully. I think I've seen... I think I was watching it just like in the background once when it came out, just because I was like, oh, I'll put on Spider-Verse. I'm going to look up and see yeah. something fun to watch. But this is the second time, like, attentively watching it. And um, yeah, I, I think I teared, I didn't get the full tears, but I teared up twice. <laughs> uh, once when he, when he, uh, when he does like the, when Miles takes down Schlubby Peter and is about to drop him off. Like just the fact that he he's arched to the, he's he's been so like fumbling and just keeps blaming it on puberty the whole film. Uh, <laughs> and and, and that to that he finally finds his confidence. I almost did actually oh, teared up when he jumped off the building and the music was going because that's another little montage. I love montages. Um, and then uh, when Kingpin is seeing his family in the train and they're running away from him again, and he he, he yeah we didn't really talk about his motivation. For his motive yeah that's that his motivation. I, I mentioned it briefly in my in my angry rant about how unique he is but uh uh he he yeah he's his whole motivation is his 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 uh his 
family saw him trying to kill Spider-Man at one point and they didn't know, you know, he was this big supervillain. Uh, so they run away and then he gets, the, the family gets in a car accident fatal. And so Kingpin wants to just try to bring them back and he blames Spider-Man instead of blaming himself as he probably should. Good, good flawed villain. Right. So when we see like the other universe, um, uh, his wife and kid, I don't remember their names. Um, when we see them in the train and the, at the end, when the, the big spirally fight and he's trying to get them yeah. and then they're running away from him again. It really is really emotional for me. I, 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 it feels, I feel so bad for him. I mean, he's horrible. He's going to, now he's going to beat Spider-Man to death. Like that's his, that's his, you know, he's just, he just can't accept the responsibility or his, his part in doing all these bad things. But it's a really emotional part. Uh, this movie has a lot of good emotion and I, I think I actually, and just, it's good that you would uh, give this a second chance. I think I like this more this time than the first time. The first time it was like going on a roller coaster and just like <laughs> flying around it and really having was. adrenaline. I it saw it in the theater with, I think, I think I saw 3D, not IMAX 3D, just 3D, but still like, you're just like, whoa. And then, and then, you know, the second time I'm really able to hone in on the characters and I'm honing in on like how the pro- plot really works. It's a pretty tight plot. Like there, you know, there's some MacGuffinville stuff, but for the most part, it all works. Everyone has something to do. Uh, it's a even better movie the second time, and I liked it the first time. So I'm at a four or five. It's a high resonance and feel. Um, I really wish it tipped me over to the tear barrier. It was so close. It was so close. Maybe the third times. time it will. <laughs> third time's the charm. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd give it a third. I'd, I'd watch it again. I mean, I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of things to watch, but uh, I, I I wouldn't hate it. Um, <laughs> so we're at the end here. Spider Verse. Lots of. Lots of stuff all over the place on this one, uh, but I will start with you, Mama K. Would you recommend Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, I would. I'm really looking forward to whatever the next one is. I'm sure there's a multiverse one coming up. I'm really looking forward to that. Just really, really cool, fun ride. It's a lot to live up to because they did everything in this they have it's just under two hours which for an animated film is still it's like it's like an hour 50 something it's it's pretty long yeah they have so many characters and so many villains and so they, if they much could, stuff. if they could like slim that down slim that down for the next one that would be like my preference actually now that we're already into this world i don't really need all of these things happening at the same time they've talked so. about a million things they've talked about tv shows spinoffs for spider gwen and and having a female spider woman squad and they've talked about a million things but i think as of right now there is a 2022 sequel planned again this one every universe ever was in jeopardy so i don't know where you go from here i mean i I think you have to you have to take a step back but um yeah more spider-verse would be good uh jess would you recommend spider-man spider-verse uh i can't um i wish i could maybe the second time i watch it i will but as of now i can't I don't have enough to go by to really tell someone, hey, you should watch this. I think it's fun. Whereas they probably will. I think 97% of people liked it. So I'm probably one of the three that was just confused and lost. Um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, no, I, I don't have enough to brag about to say this is great. The characters were fine, but I don't think that's enough for me. Um, and I'm sure there's other people like me out there who think this is just way too much too much characters too much plot too much visual um i need something more simple for me to be able to engage and watch and really hone in on you're more of an emperor's new groove kind of girl (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't gonna say that i was thinking about it but i I refrained but you said it for me 
Yeah, I think I think everyone everyone knows where everyone sits. I, I, yeah, it's easy easy recommend for me. Um, <laughs> this this is better for me the second watch. So um, if anyone watched it once in theaters and had a similar to me, like I I like it, but it is so much that I'm like oh, I don't even know if like is it even a movie or is it just like crazy stuff happening? And then this time through, no, it's actually a really well crafted movie that also has uh, uh, extremely unique and groundbreaking visual and sound. Uh, choices so it is two recommends and one not quite recommend for spider-man into the spider-verse uh it's about as good as i could have hoped for i'm, I'm pretty happy with how this all went uh, except the fact that you guys don't recognize the brilliance of the character design of kingpin but <laughs> i don't know why you're you're so passionate about this when I when I first watched I this movie either. the first time, if, if I had to pick a top three things I've thought of, I mean, number one's obviously visual and sound everything, but specifically, I thought Kingpin was such a cool, unique design villain and a really uh, sympathetic one too for character. Uh, character. I think he was cool. I think he was cool and I liked him, but I think I've just seen him before. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh, so uh, our next episode, our next episode is going to be our second host pick. Mama K did our first one. She chose Pretty in Pink. If you want to go back and hear us talk about that one, uh, host pick for those just joining is uh, we we let one of our hosts force the other three. I say force because they can pick anything and they don't have a choice. They have to watch it unless they are pardoned, like Jess was in the first episode. Um, but <laughs> the, one of our other hosts uh, picks a movie of their choice or. A documentary or a television show a uh, series of clips on youtube anything that can be streamed for free on a major streaming service or or otherwise available free platform online uh forces everyone else to watch it and then we talk about it in a little bit of a looser format not quite a, a quantitative opinion rankings but just a general more recommend not recommend kind of format uh and it is jess's turn it's supposed to be nicole's but we had a little scheduling thing so uh jess what will all of us be watching I'm so on our excited. next excited. I'm so intrigued. I know. You, ha- you have so to let intrigued. me out with a drum roll. This has to be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a car that couldn't start, not a drum roll. Well, that's, that's the best <laughs> I can give you. Okay, so I am going with the series House, Season 6, Episode 1, which is... It's kind of, it's a premiere, and it's longer than a regular episode, because the last, I think, uh, season five ended with a huge cliffhanger, and um, season six opens with a movie-length episode. I think this is around 90 minutes, so it's um, about, like, the movie. Do you want me to read the synopsis, Mm -hmm. or do you want me to just I actually would. Yeah. I would, well, Mom Kid, would you, do you want to hear it or No. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready okay, for good. Because I'm right. like, if the season five ended on a cliffhanger, I've never seen House, so I'd like to know yeah. what the cliffhanger was. So, uh, yeah, and go I ahead have. and read the synopsis. I have seen it. All right, oh, so... you have seen House. Interesting. Oh, you have? Oh, so House fights his mm-hmm. doctors, the staff, and his fellow patients when he's forced to stay in the psychiatric hospital under a treat of permanently losing his medical license. Ah, uh, so they okay. finally figure it out. He's he's not a he's a crazy man. Yeah, and they I don't know. I don't know. Hospital. <laughs> Um, so House has a very special place in my heart because it, it is the first um, TV show that I watched, I guess, not as a kid, that I binged and loved. And it's it's my first binge show. Um, I remember we watched clips in my patient care class in high school, and that's how I started to like it. And then I think winter break, I DVR'd everything because there was, um, I don't know, a marathon, and then I just fell in love with it. So 
definitely close to home. And I'm I'm gonna be like Nicole, where it's like I don't. It's gonna be a little sensitive to talk about this with you guys because I don't want you guys to hate it and crap on it, and I have to be <laughs> like, oh, but I like it so much. But specifically, this episode, I still think of from time to time. I think I've only ever seen it twice, once in high school. And I think I watched it once again in college, so I'm excited to watch it again. Um, and I don't think you need any super prior knowledge from any characters. I think when he walks into the mental hospital, every character is new. So mm-hmm. okay, you don't need to know that much okay. background. So next uh, episode will be our host pick episode that will be out on Thursday. We will be doing season six, episode one of House. If you want to catch up with that, Jess, where is House streaming? Um, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. So if you got Prime, it is included with your free Prime bundle. So go watch that if you want to be ahead of us because we, as we do on all our shows, host pick or not, we spoil them. So go get ahead on that if you want to join us for that episode. Uh, In the meantime, we are taking listener suggestions. I have a couple already from some different listeners who have reached out. And here are the places you can reach out. You can go to our Facebook, Films with the Women in My Life. Uh, I am on there. You can also go to Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost. You can email the show at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And you can reach Mama K on Twitter. She runs our Twitter account at filmswomenpod. So all of those platforms are available. And I think everyone has an email. So you can email the show that way. Uh, All right. Uh, Oh, yes. Our our new intro music. I wanted to give credit. So uh, uh, the, the artist who did that, his name is, I have it right here. Uh, Chris? It's Chris, but his last name. Chris Ewanick. Uh, Chris Ewanick. Uh, I really hope I did that right. I was trying to get the phonetics right all day. Uh, he did a remix of our original show theme that will now be our theme, at least going forward for now. Uh, so uh, I will put his uh, YouTube channel in the show notes. You will be able to click on your episode in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening and uh, go to his YouTube page, see some more of his music. I think Ooh. he does freelance work. So if you're an artist and you need someone to hire uh i I like his song so he could probably do something with your work too so (laughs) thank you chris's work i'll yes thank you chris i'll put that in the show notes Uh, and thank you guys for being on for spider-man into the spider-verse my pleasure yeah well half your pleasure half your welcome i feel like (laughs) i'll take it until next time this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Galesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.